Welcome to the Green Tea. You're here with our hosts, Lizzie, Zach, Tyler, Armstrong, Hannah, and Jad. You're here with Rock and High's Environmental Club, where each week we'll be covering a different topic that's affecting our community. This week we're going to be covering single-use plastics. But first, we're going to check in with Hannah for our weekly update. This week we are seeing the start of March Mammal Madness. Tonight is the wild card round between the antlion and the leopard beetle. The leopard beetle can run at speeds of 5.6 miles per hour, which is about 125 body lengths per second. And the antlion digs pits to trap their prey. I personally chose the leopard beetle. What about you, Jed? I am going to go with the antlion on this one. I am also an antlion team. I'm also going with the antlion. I'm thinking leopard beetle because it's just going to run over those pits, right? Yes, Zach. I don't know. I'm thinking antlion. You seem pretty torn on this one here. Mm. You can check your Twitter feed tonight starting at 8.30. You can follow the March Mobile Madness official account for all, for all the tea. All right, Zach, what's our question of the day? All right. How many water bottles are used in the U.S. daily? Hmm. Do we have any guesses? Far too many. <laughs> Four. <True>. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Five. What's the green tea? What's the green tea? What's the green tea? What's the tea? Okay, Miss Armstrong, what's this week's green tea? So we are drinking green tea from Bigelow Teas. The reason why I chose this tea is because Bigelow is actually a local company. They are out of Fairfield, Connecticut. Um, they are a fairly large company, but they are also family owned. Um, usually with my dollars, I like to purchase something that is one local and two that is um, more on the smaller business or family-owned business side of um, the market. Uh, so you should go out and get your Bigelow tea. Um, it's delicious. Yeah. I'm a fan. Bigelow tea is a brand that you can find at most grocery stores. They're most commonly known for their Constant Comment, which is a black orange tea. Um, but this week we are drinking the green tea as this is the first episode of the green tea. Okay. So what's next on the agenda? Next up, we have our check-in with the water bottle filling station. One of the initiatives of the Environmental Club over the past year was to reduce our waste. One of the ways that we decided to do this was to invest in a water bottle filling station. Um, so the Environmental Club uh, band together, did a bunch of fundraising and purchased a water bottle filling station to install for the school to use. It was installed in mid-December, and today is the beginning of March, right? And what's the water bottle count, Zach? We are at 9,378. So why is the water bottle filling station important? Why is it important that we've saved 9,000 bottles? Before we got our water bottle filling station, I would bring like six waters, bottles of water because I didn't want to like fill up my other one at the gross water fountain. So just personally, I was using significantly less every day. So I can only imagine the total amount throughout the whole school having similar experiences to me. I would like to mention that the school uh, bubblers also taste kind of janky. So when I would fill up my uh, plastic water bottles, stuff like that, unfortunately I was a victim of single-use plastic, but I've changed my ways now that we've bought the, uh, the water bottle filling station, and I'm a proud user of uh, a stainless steel 
32 ounce plastic not plastic (laughs) (laughs) and if you don't have a water bottle the environmental club is still selling bulldog bulldog stainless steel water bottles for the low price of twenty dollars despite what john harrison thinks <laughs> Going into what um, Zach mentioned with refilling um, single-use water bottles, we might think that we're being innovative and we're actually reusing the one water bottle, but it's actually not good because so the ridges of the water bottle can promote bacteria growth when we're um, refilling them. So if we're cleaning our single-use water bottles, we're actually... Um, making them deteriorate it's having adverse effects then we might think sometimes i find that in my track bag also um the sun will start to melt the plastic a little bit it's not by much but it certainly doesn't help my body to start drinking plastic it's kind of icky also i believe certain water bottle companies add small traces of like arsenic or like maybe not that but like antimony um, which isn't really too natural to your body. Says the FDA states that bottled water may have up to 0.05 milligrams per liter of arsenic, which, you know, uh, clearly pumping a known poison into your body isn't necessarily good for you. Um, so by using our like hydration station and stuff, we tend to avoid that because um, there's just a built-in filter in it. And in addition to that, um, our our own uh, refillable water bottles are preventing like the plastics and stuff from contaminating our drinking water and stuff like that. I think something else we've learned from the water bottle filling station is how fast the amount of plastic we use yeah. accumulates. We've mm-hmm. had the water bottle filling station for barely three months, and we're already almost at 10,000 water bottles. So even if you use a plastic water bottle and you grab it before you leave in the morning, but that's one b- water bottle every single day. And everybody else in the school is thinking doing that. So it adds up quickly. So if you use your reusable water bottle and you fill it up two or three times a day, think about how over the school year and everybody else, how many water bottles that is you're saving. Another thing is that the FDA highly regulates um, the drinking water from the town. So the town water is much more regulated of what can be in it and the contaminants within where there is no regulation on water bottle uh, or water in that that is in water bottles. Another thing that we can think about with the use of water bottles and single-use plastic is not just disposing of it and reducing our waste, but thinking about what actually goes into the plastic that we're consuming and where it kind of stems from. So not only are we um, creating so much waste with the use of single-use water bottles, um, we're also using like vast amounts of petroleum that are going into making them and let alone like transportation for the things that we're like transporting them with. With the production of plastic water bottles, 17 million barrels of oil are used annually. These um, figures are from 10 years ago, but so it's, I'm sure it's only increased. Um, so with that amount of oil, we could be powering 13 million cars. Going along with um, resources being exploited, the energy we waste on water bottles is enough to power 200,000 homes. Petroleum is a finite resource, and today more than ever, 
we've seen an increase in the mass production of single-use plastic products. So what we're trying to promote with the use of our hydration station is to invest in more reusable products. Exactly. Like I'd like to point out that dinosaurs only pooped once. So as you keep reusing that, um, you dig it up from the earth, eventually it's going to run out. You can't really get more dinosaur poop. I'd also like to point out that petroleum is not from dinosaurs, <laughs> but actually from plant material before dinosaurs. Just throwing that out there. Same thing. Which we only have a finite amount of. And so if we Regardless keep, of what it's made out yes, of. <laughs> it's we, finite. If we keep using the sheer mass of plastic that we are and keep producing it and producing it and producing it, we're going to eventually run out someday. So we, I think we really need to just start thinking about the amount of plastic that we use. You can, everybody talks about recycling, but um, I think the real issue starts with the amount of plastic that individuals use. Yeah, we see this not only in bottles. Actually, four trillion plastic bags worldwide. And less than a quarter of the water bottles that are used are actually recycled. And of those recycled water bottles, only 1% of those are actually reused into something else. Mm -hmm. So... Just because you're thinking that you're recycling, not much is actually happening. And there's more and more regulation on what can actually be recycled um, because of where we send our recycled plastics and who's using it um, is becoming less and tighter and um, more regulated by the countries that we send our plastic to. Uh, So it's not as efficient and it's not as, as you think it is. It's a lot easier just to, like, put your water bottle in the recycling bin and think that it is, like, you're doing something. But I think it really has to start with the reduced piece of it. And if everyone started thinking like that, it would be better. So where does most of this plastic end up? The oceans. I heard by the year 2050, there's going to be more plastic weight in the ocean than there will be fish. I heard that as well, Miss Armstrong. That is mind-blowing. That's impossible. I'm genetically engineering laser sharks to destroy plastic bottles, though. Well, in the meantime, we can reduce our plastic waste because even... A lot of the small single-use plastic that we use, like straws and plastic bags, they're so lightweight. Think about it. When you put it in the trash and it's sitting in that landfill, the wind's just going to pick it up Mm -hmm. and then it ends up in the ocean. So going off of that, 32% of plastics um, we use annually ends up in our oceans. And there are a lot of ways to reduce your plastic waste that would end up in the ocean, like plastic um, bags you can replace with reusable shopping bags and mm-hmm. straws if you get coffee or think about when you go to a restaurant and how often you go to a restaurant and every single drink has a straw in it mm-hmm. that straw is most likely going to end up in the ocean and you can use reusable straws that cost three dollars on amazon mm-hmm. and using that reusable straw will make a huge impact beyond like m- worth much more than that three dollars you're going to mm-hmm. spend on the straw when you are just throwing away your plastic, sometimes it'll end up in the ocean and you're killing fish, dude. That's not cool. Knock it off. Another thing that comes with the plastic being in the ocean is um, the bioaccumulation of all the chemicals that are in the plastic. Think about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of fish can't sense that it's not plastic or that it's not food, that it's actually plastic that they're eating. So they eat all this plastic and then it ends up in the fish and then we... Mm-hmm 
eat those fish. Mm-hmm. So technically, where it all comes back, we're eating the yeah. o- our own plastic that we put into the ocean. <laughs> so we were at the symposium for environmental science at Bridgewater State, and the lady talking, she told us about microplastics. And so I feel like when we think about plastic waste in the ocean, we think of, like Tyler said, this huge garbage patch. And yes, that is a huge issue, but there's also, as the plastic is in the ocean, it breaks down over time and gets smaller and smaller and smaller until we can't even see it, but it's still impacting the water and impacting the fish. One of the more recent issues with the Pacific Garbage Patch is that recent startup company Ocean Cleanup was developing a large net to essentially capture all of the plastic uh, in the area. However, um, its efforts have recently started to fall apart as the net has developed a ton of breaches that made it uh, impossible to collect the garbage, and thus it had to be towed back to shore. Isn't the problem with a lot of nets, though, that a lot of fish just end up getting caught and choked in it? Like, off the coast of Australia, there's this um, large net, and then I know that a lot of, like, stingrays keep getting entangled in it, but then um, their version of, like, fishers or whatever, or not their version, but, like, all right. But people see them, and then um, they can't really detangle them because they have to... Um, handle with the government and if they just go past the government they have to um, endure like repercussions all right we're gonna wrap this up with 30 seconds with zach and then we will be back to answer our question of the day all right we're gonna wrap up our conversation with 30 seconds with zach 30 seconds on the clock and go all right hey what's up peep it's your boy zach um Today we're going to be talking about space debris, all right? There's a ton of it floating around in the atmosphere, probably at, like, hundreds of miles per hour. And, like, if you send, like, a spacecraft up there, that's just going to rip through that thing, dude. All right? 15 so, seconds. Okay. Um, so you're not thinking about the aliens, all right? What if they're trying to come into the atmosphere, and then you're just, like, clowning up there, and then they're just, like, dying because... Final five seconds. Okay. Um, end of discussion. Um, save the aliens. And time. That's Thank probably you. why they're, like, pissed at us. That was 30 seconds with Zach. I don't know about you guys, but I've really been thinking about that question of the day. It has been on my mind this whole time. <laughs> so with half of those plastics made being used for single-use plastics, how many water bottles are used in one single day by Americans? So with half of the plastics that are made being put towards single-use plastic, how many water bottles do us Americans use in one day? 72 million. Wow. I could build a house out of that. (laughs) I feel like you could build a lot of houses out of that. (laughs) And so with that, we head into our last segment, which is what's the next step? So basically, we're just going to discuss this issue of single-use plastic and what we think the next step is into solving it, making it less of an issue. Yeah, what you can do individually to help. We can all challenge ourselves to try to cut down our single-use plastic use. So if it's something as small as buying a reusable straw and not letting yourself get a coffee or, like, go out to dinner unless you have your straw to put into your drinks, um, little things like that. I think one thing that people can do is throughout the day just keep a Ziploc, not a Ziploc bag, a reusable bag, and (laughs) collect all of your single-use plastic. And you can kind of see, because when you throw something away, it's gone forever and you never see it again. But if you collect all your plastic that you use in a day, you can see 
how much of what we use every single day is made out of plastic and all we do is throw it away. And so sometimes seeing it will help motivate you to reduce what you're using and make those decisions like Lizzie said. Or maybe buying a really awesome stainless steel water bottle. Yeah. For the awesome price of $20. This has been The The Green Green Tea. Tea. Tune in next time to hear more about Food waste and insecurity, which is our current issue for the Massachusetts Envirothon. And keep an eye on your Twitter for March Memo Madness. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.